0: All right, welcome to Talking Taker, episode number 21. We appreciate you joining us today. Glad to be with you on our exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. We want to thank you, as always, for coming in with us on another round of Dead Man Talking. I am your host, co-host, Alex Dorio, one half of the tag team, the Creatures of the Night. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner and co-host, Mr. Travis White and uh, Travis from now on I only want to be referred to as the Big D you got that?
1: no problem Big D thank you <laughs> you got it
0: <laughs> officially oh, changing my name to that singlet
1: he has on in this match oh, the yeah. Big D Big Daddy Cool <laughs> Big that's Daddy great I love it uh listeners happy new year hope you guys had a great new year um I know I did as a Georgia fan uh, Bulldogs going National Championship. We'll see. Uh,
0: oh, they're definitely going. Anyway, we'll
1: see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they'll go on. We'll see what happens next. The next episode of this, we'll talk about if I still have a good New
0: Year. That's right. But well, uh, listeners using, you know, may have. Too, so. Say
1: again? I we're using my new microphone. You got it for ah, Christmas, right. Big D. So let's see how this goes. Listeners, let us know if it sounds better or clearer or what.
0: Uh, listeners, you may remember we mentioned our college football allegiances a couple episodes ago, and uh, we were hoping for a, a Clemson-Georgia national championship game. That would have been perfect yeah. for us, but the Tigers could not come through, so uh, we're going to have to settle for uh, runners-up this year, or third third or fourth place, I guess. I guess we're probably fourth place. Oklahoma probably take third place after that performance. They, they look pretty good. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man, I, I'm going to have to pull for the dogs. That's, that's not my normal – uh, normal mindset, but I'm going to be pulling for y'all's team this year, hoping y'all come out on top. And, of course, AJ Styles will as well. well we know oh, yeah. that for sure. Absolutely. But,
1: uh, and Tony Schiavone.
0: Oh, Tony Schiavone will. Shout out to him as well. Man, him versus uh, Conrad. That's, that's perfect.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we wanted it in Clemson, Georgia, too. You know? So Anyway.
0: I, I'm hoping they'll do maybe – uh, I know they can't do it live, but maybe they'll go back after the fact and do, like, a, a podcast. Yeah, what happened when on the uh, national yeah. championship game. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Uh, well, speaking of big fans, uh, I've been excited to get to this episode, uh, episode number 21. Do uh, you, you have a joke for episode number
1: 21? Oh, it's just that we're finally adults. Yeah. Exactly. That's all I was going to say. Exactly. 21. We're finally adults.
0: We're finally adults, but I'm going to take it back, as I like to do, to uh, to the kids' corner, or whatever I called it. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: we didn't really do that since then.
0: But no, but... Uh, while I
1: was a kid. When I was a kid.
0: Yeah, when I was a kid corner. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode, to talking about Undertaker versus Big Daddy Cool Diesel for a long time, because I know I'm probably in the minority here, but growing up... After initially becoming a fan watching Hulk Hogan and and Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, I have to say that as a kid, my biggest I was the biggest fan of Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Uh, he was the leader of the new generation, and he his run his year-long run as the WWF champion came right you know, you know when I when I was uh, ten years old uh, le- or nine or ten years old. Really peaking in my WWF fandom, WWF Magazine subscriber. I had my Diesel action figure, and he was just the coolest to me, man. I bought into Big Daddy Cool. I had the Diesel black uh, leather gloves. I would wear them to school (laughs) sometimes, even. Uh, So uh, he was the man to me. and So much so that when Halloween rolled around, October of 1995, when Diesel was in his final month as the WWF champion, I just had to be Diesel for Halloween. Uh, it was the only costume I could think of. And, you know, su- su- surprisingly, they did not sell uh, Diesel Halloween costumes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that you I could sell them. <laughs> no, I didn't see them at Fat Man's or Toys <laughs> R Us or anything like that. But my grandmother, her friend, was a seamstress, and my mom put in the calls. And I actually went and even got measured by her for this Diesel costume. Ooh. I showed her the pictures of Diesel's outfit from WrestleMania 11, which is very similar to his WrestleMania 12 outfit. He's got the white shiny top and says, I think it says Diesel Power on this shirt. Uh, and he's got the black pants with with the fringe on the side of them. tassels, yeah. The, the tassels on there. And she made me the most amazing, I'm picture perfect Diesel mm-hmm. costume. Uh, With the silver shiny vest as well With the tassel on there Uh, I got a big black wig Painted the goatee on my face Um, uh, Up top on my face I don't think I looked much like Kevin Nash at all But uh, costume wise Man it was perfect And uh, I'll tell you what Not a single person I think knew who I was When I came trick or (laughs) treating out the door That's where WWF was In uh, the world culture at that time But I was happy I, I couldn't have been happier so uh, I was probably the only person to ever dress up as Diesel for Halloween, but it, it made me so happy.
1: What a missed opportunity back then. You know, now they, they do that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, what a missed opportunity, man. They should have had that.
0: They really should but have. I
1: remember once we became friends, because we, we didn't know each other
0: not yet. at that no, point.
1: So, not yet. Uh, once we became friends, I remember probably one of the first times I came to your house, you showed me that. <laughs> man, I thought it was so cool. I just loved it. And then we went on to use it. The, you know because we had our backyard matches or wrestled in the house or whatever so we did for we used sure That outfit many times so. and
0: i actually got to tell kevin nash that when we went to wrestlemania 27 and yeah you know, when we get to that matchup we'll have lots of stories to tell when we went oh, yeah. to wrestlemania together uh, but we went to fan access that year and i think we were actually in line for someone else uh, to get an autograph, and that person left the line, and I think Kevin Nash stepped in. Uh, that happened yeah. once or twice while we were there, but that was awesome to me. I got him to sign my WrestleMania poster, and you know, you don't get to spend a lot of time with those people at Fan Access. You get maybe 10-15 seconds with them, but I made sure to mention man, I dressed up for you uh, for, uh, for Halloween back when I was a kid. And he just kind of <laughs> laughed and thought man, that's ridiculous, but uh, I, I wish I had a picture on my phone at that time to show him but uh, it, it yeah, was no. it was really cool, uh, and I mean I was I was stoked. I got to meet Kevin Nash, my favorite wrestler as a kid. So that was pretty awesome.
1: Yep. Pretty awesome, pretty awesome. So yeah, we've both been looking forward to this match. You know, I know especially it has a special place for you. And man, I love Diesel too. I love Kevin Nash. You know, I came in way later to the game than you did, but again, and I mentioned in the last episode that he's less Diesel and more Kevin Nash now, and that's who I remember. You know, because I grew up watching kevin nash i had to go back and uh, in hindsight and watch uh diesel and stuff so i really lo- dig this match a lot and the, especially the build-up and uh listeners we're gonna spend a lot of time probably talking about the build-up to this match um the match is good too but there's a lot of build-up and you know alex mentioned last ep- or excuse me the big d mentioned you. thank you last episode my a thousand apologies mentioned last episode that you know this podcast is about the changing of Undertaker and how he permeates all these different uh, eras of the WWF, WWE, and um, it's definitely a change in the guard now, you know, the new generation's kind of going down, and we're getting pre-attitude era stuff, and so um, there's a lot of stuff that be built up here, and you know, the Monday Night Wars are, are, are kicking off uh, for the last several months, and they're really at a head, and Vince is trying his hardest to to take a shot at Bischoff and Ted Turner and it, it's stupid but um, you know so the storylines are progressing a lot faster so we might have a lot more to talk about in the build ups to these matches if that's okay with you guys so
0: yeah and uh, you know we'll, we'll cover the match for sure and um, we're not gonna do just a huge play by play breakdown of it but we'll talk about some interesting stuff that we saw in there but yeah like you said there's just a ton of build up and it's a great build-up, man. This this feud oh, so we've been talking about the past couple episodes, because it's actually been brewing since November, really, started simmering yeah. since Survivor Series, and uh, it's really, it's definitely the number two match on this show. I mean, everyone remembers WrestleMania 12 from the Iron Man match, as they should, one of the greatest, yeah. probably top five WWF matches of all time.
1: Yeah, I feel like... That match, as the years go on, it gets less and less looked at as how special it was. To me, it still hauls up, man. Oh, I absolutely. Love man match. I love this pay per view. I love the stories that were told up to this entire pay per view. The new blood that's on it, too. You got Stone Cold, the ringmaster, <laughs> Steve Austin. He's got a hundred names. You know, <laughs> Mark Merrow's debut is what it is, you know. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of good stuff. And again, that Iron Man match is one of the best of, I've ever seen. So
0: To me, it feels for the first time like a modern WrestleMania. Uh, I went yes. back and watched through all the WrestleManias uh, when we went back at WrestleMania 27 in preparation. And the first, really the first 10 or 11 really feel totally different. They don't have like that super card feel. It just feels like, yeah, there's usually a big main event. But then there's... It just kind of feels like every they're throwing a bunch of people on the card. Just a bunch right. of matches to get as many people on the card. And, like, those early cards have 12, 13 matches on there. Oh, yeah. And this one, uh, of course, the Iron Man takes up an hour uh, worth of the show, an hour plus. So you'd only have yeah. time for five or six matches. But it helped to make every match feel important. Which, nowadays, yeah, the cards are six hours long. So you do have a bunch of matches. But all the matches feel important. And you have the one match, the Battle Royal on the pre-show where you get everyone a a payday on the card, but it actually feels more like every match matters. These feuds have been building for up for a long time. And that's kind of what this WrestleMania felt like. Every match on this show had a story to it, including this one, which had, like we said, been building for a long time. And it's the Undertaker's first real, important WrestleMania match. You know, nowadays, he's always one of the most important matches, but these first... Uh, how many have we covered? Four so far. You know, it's just it's just a match on the card against King Kong Bundy or Giant Gonzalez or anything. It's not that important, but this one matters. It has stakes. It's a big deal because it's been building for so long.
1: It's personal. Yeah, it's it takes a really heavy personal turn, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stake here. So, um, anyways, WrestleMania 12, on March 31st, '96, at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim. Did they go? back there
0: much anymore? Mm, I don't know if they do. They play like
1: Raws or something
0: yeah, like that. It's a small venue. It's pretty small for a WrestleMania, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks cool and the uh, yeah. I like the big uh, WrestleMania logo on the mat. I thought that looked cool yeah. and different. Uh, <laughs> and it's really, I guess, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff up to the Royal Rumble and, you know, if you listen to our Royal Rumble episode, you heard uh, all the Kerfluffle that went on there with Undertaker and Diesel, and Diesel interrupting the Undertaker's uh, near victory to win the championship, and then uh, giving Undertaker the finger as he walked out the door. Yeah, and and the show ends with Undertaker promising. uh, The show ends with Gorilla Monsoon giving Diesel the number one contendership, and Undertaker promising, you know, there's no, uh, it'll be a cold day in hell before Diesel wins the WWF Championship. So, uh, in the weeks leading, leading up to the February pay-per-view, uh, you mentioned uh, you didn't think Diesel deserved his title shot. Undertaker uh, deserved his opportunity. Uh, Undertaker did get that opportunity on my birthday yes, in 1996, yeah. February 5th. How about that? Uh, he does get my a rematch.
1: 10-year-old uh, Big D. Yeah. Kids.
0: I'm sure I was watching it live. I don't remember it in my head, but I'm sure I was. I never missed Raw back then. So, right. And uh, of course, Diesel has to stick his uh, his face into that match as well and interfere and cost Undertaker the title once again.
1: Yep, and he gives him a couple chair shots and then two jackknives, um, right in the middle of the ring. I've always loved Kevin Nash's jackknife. It's not like a forceful, powerful one when he does it on a big guy like this, but for some reason I just like when he picks you up and just like lets the guy go, and just drops drop you, you know? Yeah. He's not slamming. He just, like, drops him. But uh, seeing Undertaker get, like, beat up like that was something kind of new for this character.
0: It is. And, you know, Undertaker does not take that lightly. As we head into In Your House, February 1996, February 18th, the main event is Bret Hart versus Diesel in the classic blue bar steel cage. Ah. Man, so good. So good. Uh, And it's a really good match. Uh, The two of them have a pretty decent uh, cage match with each other, and Diesel is making his way out of the cage uh, at the end of the match. When all of a sudden, and uh, I did actually order this pay-per-view live back in the day. Uh, it's one of the first ones I ordered Ooh. back at my house. I uh, got the got the cable box out and begged my parents to let me order the in your house. Um, and all of a sudden, I, I can remember it clear as day. Undertaker comes up from under the ring, rips a hole in the ring, and grabs Diesel's leg and drags him into the depths of hell under the ring, supposedly. And smoke bubbles up from out of the ring. Diesel is fighting and crawling and trying to stay alive, but the Undertaker drags him under the ring and allows Bret Hart to escape. And the Undertaker makes good on his word that it'll be a cold day in hell before Diesel. Wins the WWF Championship and just an incredibly memorable, uh, special, uh, special effect and special finish to this match. I thought that was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we haven't seen that up to this point, no. have we? Him under the ring. So this is the first time um, that I, that either one of us can recall. If we're wrong, somebody please point it out. But this is the first time we've seen that, and uh, yeah, it's really special. You know, you keep talking about how. Undertaker is like a, a movie monster, and this definitely gives him that feel, you know, yeah. he comes up, you know, reaches out, grabs the, you know, the bad guy, and is dragging him down, just like, you know, Jason, or uh, you know, Freddy Krueger or something, you know, one of those classic monsters, and Diesel's selling it, like he's terrified, oh, yeah. yeah, really cool to see, because later on, you know, he keeps talking about, I ain't afraid of the dark, or whatever, but here he is, and you get the dry ice, you know, the smoke billowing out, and um, and Diesel he when he comes up, up
0: there, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: but I was saying he Diesel does get released. He doesn't keep him there and kill him or anything, but he lets him out and Diesel goes hopping over the cage and. Uh, and his pants are
0: ripped up too. Like, yeah, what, what the heck yeah. happened down there, man? I don't want
1: to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he goes hopping over the cage and Undertaker kind of stalks him, you know, and then Diesel makes his way up the entrance ramp and Undertaker climbs the cage and just kind of motions to diesel. And it's a really cool way to end the pay-per-view one. Again, um, the Bret Hart thing is kind of cast aside, you know, they already got that main event match set with him and Sean. So like you said, this is the number two match on WrestleMania, um, which now we take for granted the underdecker matches are, but back then it wasn't. So yeah, it's really cool time. to see how much focus is being put on this storyline.
0: It was a really cool visual to end the show with him standing yeah. at the cage and, um, I will say, you know, it was a cool special effect. Uh, you can tell it's definitely in the early days of doing things like this. I mean, nowadays, if they were to do something like that, there would uh, be a lot, it would have been a much bigger production. There would have probably been sure. thunder and lightning and lights and stuff happening. And here it was just a little smoke and it was more subtle, but it was still really cool uh, the way that they sold it and, and made a big deal out of it. Um, but it had me thinking, though, so Undertaker drags Diesel. Under the ring, wouldn't Diesel have touched the floor at that moment more than likely? And wouldn't mm. Diesel technically, shouldn't he have won the match and become the WWF champion? He probably touched the floor first.
1: I don't know because does the rule, uh, we had to consult the rule book. And Daniel Bryan used to sell on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, because they say you got to go over the cage or through the door
0: maybe that's, them, the the yeah, maybe, maybe that's the way yeah maybe that's the, the way around it there. yeah because he does no go out of the ring and touch yeah, the floor first unless undertaker has some padding down there to prevent him maybe he thought of that <laughs> undertaker thinks of everything
1: <laughs> that's true he does he's always one step ahead he is playing mind games we hear the word mind games a, a lot. lot it's built up hey. it's built up to this match
0: and so. one last thing on that match on that pay-per-view too um the opening video package is really all about this story between Bret Hart, Mm -hmm. Diesel, and Undertaker. Even though Undertaker doesn't have a match on the show, they are pretty much telegraphing that he's definitely going to be involved somehow. And it just makes you think if this had happened a year or two later, this probably would have been a triple threat match. They would have booked this a lot differently. We wouldn't have seen that type of finish. You've got a three-way feud building here. And so like nowadays, modern booking definitely would have been Bret Hart versus Diesel versus Undertaker. But we take for granted that... We didn't start seeing those in the WWF till '97, I think, um, and yeah. so it just it just didn't exist back then. And now it's so commonplace, you know, you see one almost every week on some show or another, Triple Threat or Fatal Four Way or something. And it just wasn't a thing back then.
1: Yeah, i was saying they could have even done Fatal Four Way with Shawn mm-hmm. in this match. That would have been awesome. So
0: those four guys in a Fatal Four would have been amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, the next night on Raw, uh, yeah,
0: here we go. it,
1: uh, it opens up with just recounting this story and any of the, Raw's going to be built around this storyline for the next w- one particular episode coming up, but the Rex, you know, build up to WrestleMania. Raw's built on this and the Shawn Michaels, yeah. uh, Bret Hart match, which that, there's not much story to tell because there's no rivalry. It's just like, a they're both good guys. This one has a good guy and a bad guy. Um. Eventually becomes a bad.
0: Eventually, guy. yeah, he's, he's still in he's still in that tweener role guy. right now. Yeah, he he hadn't fully turned yet. We do see that in the buildup, right. but here he's still you know best friends with Shawn Michaels. He's still you know fist bumping <laughs> some people in the crowd, so he's still not right. quite fully turned yet. Yeah,
1: so this episode, the night after, it's it's all about them. Um, for some reason, backstage, the Undertaker comes out of his casket. Uh, Paul Bear is standing there and he's holding the urn and you know, rest in peace, giant double deep, double eye casket opens up and he uh Undertaker walks out like a <laughs> vampire or something.
0: So Yes, now we're positing <laughs> that the Undertaker is not just a zombie, but some sort of vampire. So interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah. If he turns into a bat, I'm done. I'm
0: you bat. know, We love The Undertaker, and we love his story, but it's not the most consistent character. I mean, we we can't say that (laughs) at all.
1: Yeah, he's literally, we have never seen step out of a casket. No. In the last, since 1990. So here we are in the beginning of 96, and he is walking out of a (laughs) casket as if it's his, uh, you know, mattress where he sleeps. Uh, But anyway, it tells the good story here. So he comes out, and uh, he's main eventing against the, the Native American Tatanka be sure to get the Native American in there um, and Diesel comes walking down the rampway with an axe
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like he's gonna murder this guy but he takes Triple Edge's sledgehammer to a new level oh yeah bring the axe down
0: can you imagine <laughs> if that just became his new weapon of choice like <laughs> the sledgehammer or Jeff Jarrett's guitar Diesel just yeah. comes out with an axe every week
1: <laughs> Big D um. <laughs> It's crazy. He comes out with an accent. He doesn't attempt to murder. Um, he takes a cameraman to the back. What? There are no other cameramen in the building.
0: No, but just I love the, that, though, because yeah, it's not just... Yeah. Nowadays, the camera is just always in the locker room no. or everywhere people are. Back then, you had to go grab the cameraman because yep. it wouldn't make sense for a cameraman to just be filming you while you were about your it's business true. backstage. But he wanted... The Undertaker to see what he was doing. He was playing a mind yep. game with him. He was trying to out-psychologize. psych, uh, out psychologize. I don't know what I'm saying. He's, he's trying to out,
1: <laughs> out-intimidate, out outwit. Outlast.
0: Yeah, you just outwitted me right there. He's trying to outwit <laughs> The Undertaker so he makes sure that The Undertaker sees what he's about to do. I love that.
1: Yep, yep. It was cool. So he goes to the back and... <clears throat> Make sure the cameraman gets it and we get split screen we get to see what's happening and uh, he just starts a melee on this casket i got something for the world to see what's he doing Stay right there What? diesel bucket wow whoa that's and the undertaker's casket uh, and the undertaker with live action on the right of your scheme with the taka meanwhile look what diesel is doing rips it into shreds with his axe and uh, it's pretty cool visual and again pretty cool way to get under Undertaker's skin because I don't think Undertaker knows it's actually happening because he he pins the Tonka and um, then as he's going to the back um, or I think Paul Bear points him to the Titan Tron or whatever right and then he sees it so it's kind of cool
0: it was Uh, really cool it's a lot it's it's changing it up because we've seen you know we've seen the urn being stolen so many times now Oh, and too much. Too much. Uh, and Mabel spray painted the urn uh, a couple months ago, but now we're seeing Diesel just absolutely destroy the urn, turn it into kindling. So uh, I liked it. It was, it was a great way to, to really amp up the feud here and make it personal. I mean, he destroyed his home. Man, that's like uh, <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton burning down. Lundqa's homeless. Yeah. Randy Orton burning <laughs> down Sister <laughs> Abigail's house, exactly. a grave, or whatever it was. Uh,
1: what a jerk. Yeah. Um so that's but I wrong... did want to mention oh, here that yeah, when ahead. Undertaker walks to the back, um, he's not doing that lumbering stalking like yeah. monster, you know, pursuit thing. He's actually he's, he's he's not running or jogging, but he's walking with a purpose. Like he's he's walking faster, like he's angry. And I mentioned that after um Survivor series when he barged in on Gorilla Monsoon and yes. gave that fiery promo. He's getting a new edge to him. Yes. we still got the supernatural stuff, and we'll see that in the next couple uh, episodes of Raw. But he's becoming more human, too, even though he sleeps in a casket. So, uh. <laughs> We're back now, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> and Paul Barra <Vera, laughs> obviously surveying <laughs>
0: the remains.
1: <laughs> Diesel! You'll
0: pay for this, Diesel! That's Raw 147 on February 19th, 96. Raw 148 on the 26th. Uh, not as much going on here, but still, uh, we have Diesel uh, in the ring now against Bob Holly. Uh, main event anywhere <gasps> in the country for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, this is weird because they they have their little match and they go to commercial. And they come right back from commercial and Diesel already has Bob Holly up in the jackknife as they come in from commercial and pins him one, two, three right there. But this whole match, Diesel is just showing a lot of fear. He's like looking around his shoulder uh, every time after he does a move, looking around, knows the Undertaker is going to be coming after him or assumes that he is. Gets the pin and, and starts to celebrate and walk out of there. And we see the lights go out, lights flickering. We hear the gong. Uh, at the beginning, of Undertaker's music, and uh, I believe we see the Undertaker in the aisleway first. I think, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. we see the Undertaker in the aisleway, just appear, uh, sort of Bray Wyatt style, and then the lights go off as Diesel goes to attack him, and the gong hits. And after a couple seconds in the darkness, Diesel's in the aisleway all by himself, and the Undertaker is in the ring, posing and, and taunting Diesel. So they. Reverse cycle again, the lights go out, the gong hits, and Diesel's in the ring, and, and Undertaker's just on the video screen and cuts a little promo on Diesel. So again, you know, Undertaker says So
1: you want to play my games? I'm the master of the My Game. So Diesel, I will see.
0: side. Wow, he's going to him at WrestleMania, man. I can't wait for that. Yeah, the on the dark side for sure. What a of WrestleMania. Another really cool segment building it up. Something we see a lot of um in the future uh, and I think he did this maybe once or twice before with Yokozuna some similar things. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely it's a signature of the Undertaker's psychological warfare. The lights going out, yeah. and appearing and disappearing. So it was cool to see that. Yeah.
1: Say he's still got that supernatural ish, but he's definitely evolved from 1990-1991. He's no longer that Undertaker, he's got a lot more uh, tools in his belt, you know, and he's becoming more human. And I, I want to mention too, um, the Mankind first promo was uh, on that last yeah, week's yeah, yeah, episode, yeah. Of Raw too, and that'll come into play later on this year, in next future episodes of um, Talk and Taker. So, um, Mankind debuts as a, in, in a Raw vignette and I just wrote, man, it is so good. It's It's better than any vignette they do nowadays. Any. It's so good.
0: I can't wait to talk um, about those for sure. And we'll probably get into that on the next episode.
1: Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, And so, two weeks later on the next episode of Raw, um,
0: This will be Raw 150 on March 11th. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Um, Is this uh, when, yeah, uh, there's a tag match It's Undertaker and Yokozuna. they buried their differences, Vince says. and
0: But it was cool. Against. You know, they made yeah. a big deal out of it. Like, they hyped it up the week before. They hyped it up yeah. all episode. They showed clips of their rivalry, and they made it a big deal. Kind of the opposite of what we see now when, you know, you could have, like, year-long rivalries nowadays, and then somebody turns, and then all of a sudden they're tag team partners, and they don't even yeah. hardly <laughs> reference it anymore. Like, I remember right. the Wyatt family broke up and then all of a sudden, like Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan were just tag teaming one episode. Or they were fighting each other, like with no build-up and no reference to their history and stuff like that. Yeah. And th- they made this a big deal. And Undertaker and Yokozuna, when they got in the ring together, they didn't trust each other. You know, Yokozuna no. was still he was a babyface now, but that didn't fix their issues. He was still right. l- very intimidated by Undertaker. They never shook hands or hugged or anything like that. They were on the same team. Because they had common enemies, but they were staring each other down because they didn't fully trust each other either. And uh, I liked the way that they did that.
1: Oh yeah, that was good. Again, good storytelling. You, you know, we're suckers for storytelling, and this, all these stories are being told really well here. And but at this point, Diesel comes out and he starts beating up Paul Bearer, and um, that makes Undertaker leave the match and abandon his partner. Again, he has no. Reason to care about Yokozuna, so he doesn't mind leaving and going to the back um, to check on, or going to the ring side to check on Bear. And then Paul Bear is like, "Go to the back, get him!" Like he's like <laughs> he's like instructing him to go. And you see uh, Taker just kind of you know walk quickly away to go get Diesel again. So
0: yeah, I mean, cool. what a, what a jerk! He just unprovoked <laughs> just beat the crap yeah. out of Paul Bear, man. Just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Uh, such a jerk.
0: And there were but uh, again. Go ahead. A
1: few ahead. days later is when Diesel officially turns heel. Uh,
0: yeah, they, they they mention on this show that Diesel and Shawn Michaels are going to be facing Bret Hart and the Undertaker yeah. at Madison Square Garden that weekend. So they mentioned that. Uh, so Diesel's still teaming with Shawn Michaels, still his best friend. But you missed the other most important part of this match. Oh my. Uh, as commentary, uh, or as Undertaker's coming out on commentary. Jerry Lawler mentions that he wasn't sure if Undertaker was going to be in the building tonight because funeral services are tomorrow for George Burns.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even hear that.
0: So, oh, happy birthday our... and now rest in peace to George Burns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Within one pay-per-view. One yeah. episode of
0: man, Talkin turned 100 Taker. and then passed away. Uh, and I guess the Undertaker had to fly out to his funeral the next day.
1: Good on Jerry Lawler. Yeah. That's incredible. That's great. Yeah, I missed that. Oh, so I didn't even hear that.
0: Yeah, after go to the funeral, uh, Undertaker has that matchup at Madison Square Garden with Bret Hart against Big Daddy Cool Diesel and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Jerry
1: Lawler, sorry, so good. Anyway.
0: So what happens in that match at Madison Square Garden?
1: Oh, uh, who who wins? I don't remember. Yeah, as I don't know. Diesel goes nuts afterward.
0: Yeah, that's the big
1: point. Yeah, he beats up uh, Undertaker and Bret Hart, and then he turns back on Shawn Michaels and s- turns on him and officially seals the- his fate as a heel. Here, um, so again, all f- the two main storylines going to WrestleMania in a tag match—they're all baby faces. Uh, until Diesel sticks the knife in Sean's back here and officially turns heel.
0: Yeah, so. long time coming, and yeah, really, really cool yeah. to see. Really well done again. They built it up, they made it count, they made it important. And uh, it was it was interesting that it happened on a house show too. Uh, I guess yeah. they're, they're trying to sell the importance of house shows as well.
1: Especially the MSG show. Yeah, you know? of course, that's always the, the most important one. Um, then on. March 18th, uh, more mind games is when Paul Bear pushes a casket out, a, a, a legit casket.
0: Yes, he has upgraded. That, yeah,
1: not one that they whittled in a shop or anything. It could
0: be George Burns. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a metal casket. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Undertaker yeah, built this casket. one too? This, what? Do you think he, he built this one? Is he a metal worker now? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. By oh. no means. He's
1: He likes to use the elements. Right. Know, the earth, like the trees, you know? Yeah. He doesn't use metal. I, I, just, I have no idea.
0: Well, you mentioned, you know, we're seeing him on Raw every week now, so maybe he had to step back from the casket building industry for a little sure. while to focus on wrestling. So sure. that could be part of it.
1: Probably true. Oh. Anyway, so he pushed his casket out, and the commentary keeps selling that. The Undertaker's inside. You know, okay. He's inside just waiting for Diesel, you know. And uh, they're really selling that. But this match, I want to talk about this Please. actual yeah.
0: match. I did too.
1: Barry Horowitz and Diesel. I love Barry Horowitz. I remember him from WCW. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> did a job slapping himself on the back. I think he even did that here too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Patting himself on the back. I mean, to uh, me, a,
0: a lot of people game. say Brooklyn Brawler is the greatest jobber of all time. For me, it's Barry Horowitz. He's number oh, one yeah. in my heart.
1: B.H. Bh is number one. You know he'll always be. That's what I call him. Bh. Yeah. But um, the <laughs> did big see bh. See the finish this match?
0: Well, so yes, and I think you know Diesel gets distracted when Paul Bear rolls the casket out, and yeah. if this match would have happened in 2018, Barry Harwist would have rolled him up and won at oh, that yeah. point. That's how they do finishes oh, yeah. now. But thank God that didn't happen back then. Yeah. When, for the number two yeah. WrestleMania match. He did not get beaten by a roll-up two weeks before. But that that stuff happens nowadays all the time. But I'm really glad it didn't oh, yeah. happen then because we got this awesome finish. <laughs> yeah. so Diesel gives,
1: him a, gives Barry Harwood a big boo. And he goes down. And he covers him very nonchalantly. And he gets a two count. And I'm pretty sure that Harwood screwed that up. <laughs> I don't think he was supposed to kick out. So he kicks out. Diesel looks at him and just... Decks him in the face, just cold cocks him right in the face, and then pins him again, and it gets a three count. I love it. It's so good.
0: One punch, Big Daddy Cool knocks him out. One
1: punch, Big D, man. Yeah, that was <laughs> There's no crazy. way that was the finish.
0: It couldn't have been, no. You're right. It and had to have been. Was supposed up. to
1: be it. Uh, Diesel's livid. He just punches <laughs> Harwoods, like, as a shoot in the face, and then pins him. Uh, but anyway... Then there's some uh, tomfoolery afterward. I'll let you yes. talk about this part afterward because you actually mentioned that you were watching this
0: uh, live as it happened. I was. And, uh, I, I've never forgotten this. It was cool to, to go back and watch it. Um, but I, I mean, I vividly remember watching this live. Paul Bear. Leaves the casket there by the ringside. Diesel goes and grabs a wrench from the timekeeper's table. So now Diesel yeah. has used an axe and a wrench in the build up to this match.
1: An attempted uh, murder.
0: Yeah. I thought he was gonna like try to pry the casket open, but he's like knocking on the casket door, waiting for Undertaker to pop out of it, and he's gonna whack like, him answers? on the head with the wrench. Okay. Who answers
1: a casket door <laughs> if someone knocks well, on
0: it? That's where the Undertaker lives. He's being polite and knocking oh, on yeah. the door. My
1: bad right
0: but nobody pops out so undertaker excuse me diesel lifts the lid up and he just steps back in horror because inside is a is diesel diesel sees himself yeah. in the casket a full-sized uh, whatever a body body double mannequin is in there and this is just shocking to him and you know i think they did it really well i didn't know how uh-huh. they did it as a kid I guess I've heard on podcasts or whatever nowadays that when you see the shot of Diesel's face, that's actually Diesel's face, that close-up. They filmed that earlier in the day. They put Diesel himself in the casket, so when they show the close-up, that's really his face. And when they zoom out, it's just like a oh, mannequin okay. or something in there or a some sort of dummy in there dressed up as Diesel. But um, Diesel sees himself. He's spooked, and this is just a classic mind game from The Undertaker. One of the most memorable things from me... And um, I don't know if they ever did anything like this. Again, I don't fully remember Undertaker doing something like that, but I just thought it was really, really incredible, really shocking, and uh, really great psychological warfare in there. Really, really cool.
1: Oh, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, Undertaker's got one up on Diesel. He actually is scared. You know, He keeps talking about he's not scared, not scared, not scared. He, you know, he shudders here, seeing yourself in a cast. It's like a... Return, or Empire Strikes Back, and Luke Skywalker sees himself in Darth Vader uh-huh. mask, like it's that. Yeah, you know, he's. It's scary to see yourself in that situation. So, anyway, I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Um, really, really cool. And you know, we're gonna try to get into the match here. Uh, I know we're running <laughs> yeah. long. There's not much on the week after. uh yeah, this a build-up show. In the yeah, yeah. Undertaker cuts a promo. It,
1: it, saying, "Creatures of the night, are you prepared for the feast? So I guess he's going to feed everyone. So, But <laughs> yeah. I do want to mention, like, Paul Bear gives a little promo before, but then Undertaker does. And we're seeing Undertaker become more comfortable yes. by himself yes. on the mic. And we'll see how this all plays out uh, as the stories continue throughout 1996. But anyway, basically, Diesel messed up, putting your hands on Bear, and it's personal. So
0: That's right. And so uh,
1: Also, the ultimate war is coming back. <laughs> Just
0: <laughs> That's FYI. the other big selling point of WrestleMania. Yeah, no kidding. Um yep. So WrestleMania 12, we'll, we'll dive right into it. You know, like we said, the, the buildup is so much more fun to talk about and interesting, but the match is good too. Uh, we've got Vince McMahon and The King on commentary, so back to that classic duo. And I think we'll see – I don't know exactly, but I think we'll see a lot more of them here coming up shortly. Yep. Mr. Perfect has been relegated to backstage interviews wearing the brightest <clears throat> blue suit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Looked like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, man. Just blueberry.
1: Like Sinbad from the old comedies <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. But um, the, I want to say one of the reasons we get so much buildup for this, um, talking about the buildup, is because there's no video package.
0: There's no video package, match. no. Hmm. Not
1: at all. Not even anything, so... There's an audio package. They talk about it as they come to the ring. But,
0: they do. Yeah. Uh, I'll call
1: it an audio package, but there's no video package to build it up. So,
0: Well, as they come the to the ring, gave so much. Uh, Jerry Lawler compares The Undertaker's revenge and his tactics on the Diesel to the biblical plagues. <laughs> that mm, yes. was an interesting way to put it. All these different mind games are like plagues that Diesel has brought upon himself. And uh, I like The Undertaker's entrance, too. It's a little bit different. Instead of raising the lights up on the stairs as he's walking into the ring. He steps all the way to the middle of the ring, and there's spotlights on him, and yeah. then he raises up all the lights. So a little bit different entrance uh, than yeah. we've seen before for him. Still not to that special WrestleMania level that we've known him for. Uh, I think WrestleMania 14, the next one, will be the first really special. Well, not the next one, because uh, we got to do WrestleMania 13 before that. I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself. But, uh, yeah, so...
1: There they are. Oh, did you notice when, when Diesel comes out, Vince says, He's cool, and he's big. He's big daddy cool. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> so
0: dumb. He's got uh, to explain oh, it all. You
1: but Vince keeps saying, this is his greatest challenge. Yes. Uh, this is his greatest challenge, right? Uh-uh, not so fast, my friend. Exactly. Check out 1991 Survivor Series.
0: Wow, well, you know, they're trying to write the Huckster out of the history books, so that match never happened, no. in their opinion. Exactly. Um, exactly well these guys go after each other right when the bell rings which is good they've had such an intense feud there's no lockups here Uh, they just start wailing after each other and you know it's the typical back and forth that we've seen toward at the beginning of a lot of Undertaker's matches Uh, I did say it felt like these guys were legit mad at each other you know they were hitting Mm -hmm. hard at the beginning Mm -hmm. throwing each other into the corners hard I mean they were going full force
1: oh yeah and there's something to be said for that man like I know you and I both love watching just athletic contests, and you've seen someone like, uh, you know, Kurt Angle and AJ Styles or something. But seeing two big behemoths just whale away at each other is there something special about that, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah, these guys weren't holding anything back, you know, throwing a few potatoes at each other and Some not literally, but haymakers and slamming each other into the ring posts. And but Diesel is actually. Telling the story, he's got some psychology. He's working on Undertaker's back the whole match, and he's ah. slamming him into the um, ring post and kneeing him in the back and doing side slams and stuff. So, I mean, Kevin Nash isn't known for his technical prowess, but he's, he's telling the story here, man. He's got psychology. So,
0: and uh, listeners, if you hear uh, noise in the background, that's not Big Daddy Cool driving through. That's the train. Uh, I'm in a new house right now. We just moved over Christmas and. Train tracks is literally right across the street, so uh, they come by <laughs> at least once an hour. So uh, if you hear that in the background, that's what that is. I'm not sure if it's picking it up or not, but um, <laughs> I can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, diesel. Um, yeah, putting some psychology in there. Um, Undertaker gets his uh, perfect ten landing on the floor after the clothesline mm-hmm. to the outside, as always. Um, and Still hasn't missed that. Never misses. Uh, gets the old school as tip as usual too. Um, and yep. uh, really the turning point at the beginning is Undertaker goes for a big flying clothesline and Diesel ducks it and Taker takes a really hard bump I think he was supposed to go oh, like, yeah. to the outside but the placement in the ring was really weird and uh, yeah, it takes a weird hit right there uh, and Diesel... Well,
1: he hit a cross body before that he
0: which did. was crazy Yeah, that
1: was different He <laughs> yeah. it's a cross body and then he goes for I guess another one or a diving clothesline and yeah, he lands hard um and right. yeah, I just want to mention I think a member of the New Day was in the audience because there's a trombone there's like, <laughs> that's, that's actually it. probably an air horn but it sounds like Xavier Woods
0: like, <laughs> Xavier Woods at his first Wrestlemania I guess
1: Yes. Yeah, he's like 8 years old <laughs>
0: uh, there's a lot of fighting on the outside Taker tries for a chair shot uh, and just mm. throws the rule book out the window but he misses and uh, so Diesel sends Undertaker into the guard wa- rail and uh, unlike the last a guard match, whale. the guard whale,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: protecting the ring. <laughs> unlike the last match, Diesel breaks the count. He goes inside yeah. and makes sure to break the count so uh, he can I love that. get a clean victory here.
1: Yeah, I love that. You don't see that often you nowadays. But um, good stuff.
0: Diesel's dominating, and the King is on the <laughs> King's on commentary, just screaming for the jackknife, jackknife, jackknife. Yeah. Hit him with a jackknife. <laughs> just excited.
1: Um, Can't wait. Dominating the Undertaker like he's never been dominated before, says one of the commentators. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if
1: I agree with that, but um, he's definitely, you know,
0: he's in control. He's So in um, Diesel limit. Diesel's getting booed real he is. bad. They're, Good heat. The crowd's chanting rest in peace, and Diesel's mocking mm-hmm. them, uh, making fun of them. Um, and... <laughs> The uh, the finish, or well, you know, making our way towards the ending of the match, uh, the big spot is they hit a double big boot on each other. Uh, they both mm-hmm. go running, and they, they stay on commentary. They both have a signature big boot, and they hit each other at the same time with that. I don't think... Yeah. I've seen it now. I think this might have been the first time I've seen a spot like that two big guys. Instead of a double clothesline, they both get knocked out after the big boot. And it's kind of a cool visual. They're both just like out cold, spread out across the ring. Uh, You don't see that for those guys.
1: Uh, I want to mention one thing Jerry Lawler said just prior to that big boot. He said um, if the Undertaker's hair gets any longer, he's going to look like Crystal Gale. So throw that in. uh, Go to Google. Check out (laughs) Crystal Gale. and He's exactly right. Um, anyway, but yeah, that big boot spot is great, and they're both down, and um, Power of the Urn, you know, uh, I think one of the commentators says Power of the Urn, because mm-hmm. ba- Paul Bear holds it up, and again, still a little supernatural, but more human, uh, and they're both up at eight, and then Danzel hits him with the old dreaded bear hug. He
0: does, um, oh man.
1: And But when he does that, Jerry Lawler says, You got him, baby! So... Chris Jericho and Adam Cole uh, owe that line to Jerry Lawler.
0: Apparently, <laughs> man, I wrote that down too. He's, the, he's the,
1: <laughs> yeah. you got him, baby. Where did that come Good from? Stuff. <laughs> I have no idea. He's a huge Diesel Mark. A big Lawrence. time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, uh, well, yeah, Diesel's got the bear hug locked in, and man, you just don't see bear hug anymore. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess. No. Has Braun Strowman done that? Because if not, he he needs yeah. to do more bear hugs. I think that's, yeah, that's perfect for him. I believe so.
1: Well, I mean, again, Diesel's telling that story. He's working on the back, you know. He's gonna he jackknife him. So he's he's telling the story, man.
0: And Undertaker's fighting through it. He's not just, you yep. know, standing there waiting around. He's he's fighting and selling and trying to get out of it and he does. Um, he eventually gets a big uh, top rope clothesline and Big Daddy mm-hmm. Cool barely kicks out. Like two and nine quarters he kicks out. But then <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Two and nine quarters? Two and nine quarters, yeah. You heard me. Nine quarters. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, is this okay. Scott Stoddard? Scott Stoddard? Yeah. <laughs> Two and nine tenths and then another quarter on top of that. 2.975, I think that's what I meant. There you go. I'm not sure what I meant. Just barely. Uh, <laughs> um, oh,
1: then there's, there's four guys in the... In the- Audience, They look like they're from the Foot Clan, from the original Ninja Turtles movie, and they're trying to start a wave. Did you see those I guys? did
0: not see that, no. Four guys
1: in a row trying to start a wave, and nobody cares, because they're into the match. They this are. This match is good. So. Uh,
0: Diesel's able to get up and get the jackknife for the first time and, and power bombs Undertaker, but he makes that fatal mistake that so many of Undertaker's yeah. opponents had. He just stands there and just chills out, like, leaning on the ropes, gloating... And being cocky, just like kicking the Undertaker's body and refusing to get yeah. him.
1: Yep, and you know, then he goes and hits a second one, and he kind of does the same thing for That's a minute. And thing? he goes over to the uh, the ring ropes, and he looks at the camera. And he says, "I'm so good, it's scary." <laughs> I, man, like what a cocky, arrogant thing to say. Yeah. But you know, Kevin Nash means it. But um, True. the character Diesel saying it. So, but he hits that second jackknife, and then he goes for the cover. Uh, finally, but yeah, if you you're trying to pin the guy, just jackknife him and, and pin him. But that was a cool line, though. I'm so good at scary. But as he goes for the cover, um Undertaker goozles him, chokes his you know, chokes his throat, and Diesel starts laying in the old Barry Horowitz right hook to his face. <laughs> it's
0: not gonna work, work like, on well, the Undertaker, <laughs> though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might work on a BH, but it won't work on the no. Undertaker. So, and then uh, he. Uh, Undertaker keeps choking him, and uh, they stand up at this point, and he's choking him. Diesel hits the side suplex. You know? Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels old finisher.
0: Yeah, learned right? it from him, I guess. <laughs> uh, but that's not going to do it. Undertaker fights back, big clothesline, choke slam, yeah. uh, then uh, hits the throat slash, and actually gets him up for a ugly but effective tombstone. <laughs> Massive. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't remember <clears throat> yeah. that. I, I I thought he finished him with the choke slam, but yeah, he was able yeah. to get him up for the tombstone and gets the win for his gravest challenge.
1: <laughs> the second gravest challenge, Re-gravest challenge. Um, <laughs> but and yeah, but he still he gets the power of the iron is holding it up, you know, after that choke slam, and he looks to it and does the pose and then hits that yeah like that ugly tombstone. But it's cool to see those big guys do those moves to each other. Really cool, you know. And it's a uh, sixteen minutes and forty five seconds, I think. And Taker sells how exhausted he is really well, like after the match. He doesn't King Kong Bundy roll out, and <laughs> I, I'm never gonna let that go. No,
0: King no. Kong Bundy. I don't think so. King Kong Bundy's <laughs> let it go, or Undertaker either. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, um, it was a fun match. I think definitely helped by the build up. You know, the story told beforehand yeah. helped the match itself and it's not going to blow away anything you see at Wrestle Kingdom this weekend from New Japan as far as athletic ability but storytelling uh, I think it was really really well done and if you've watched the build up beforehand which I do recommend uh, going through those (laughs) Raws if you're going to watch this match go watch all the build up for it and you'll enjoy the match uh, very much kind of a not quite as good as last month's match but it's still pretty good one of Kevin Nash's definitely better matches
1: oh yeah he worked well with these guys, with okay. Taker and with Bret Hart and John and all the Razor, you know, all his friends, <laughs> basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and we're not going to see him much longer in nope. the WWF. This so. is
0: so, definitely his swan song for the Diesel character. He'll have one more pay per view match, but this was his last WrestleMania as Diesel. And yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's technically his last WrestleMania match because he didn't, mm, when the NWO yep. came back, he didn't have another WrestleMania match. So, this nope. is it, his WrestleMania finale.
1: He's appeared, yeah, because he came out with the NWO a few years yeah, ago. He didn't but, wrestle. yeah, he hasn't had another match. You're yeah. right. So, again, super size episode this week, super size story to tell, though. So, thanks That's for true. bearing with us. It's a personal story, too, because of uh, Big D's um, relationship with Kevin Nash and how much affinity he had for him and all that stuff. So, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, if you were there at the Anaheim Pond, if you ziplined, if you were the guy that worked on the zipline for Shawn Michaels, please. please let us know. Please let us know. That's one of the coolest entrances yeah. of all time. Why have they never done that again?
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess. Anyway. maybe Owen Hart stuff. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts on the match. Uh, we took a poll on last week's match on our Twitter page at Talking Taker and. I believe 83% of the people agreed with us and thought Undertaker versus Bret Hart was a really good uh, classic match, and only 17% gave it a thumbs down. So that was cool. Uh, we'll put up another poll for this week's match, see your opinions on Diesel versus the Undertaker. Uh, you can let us know on our Facebook page, Talking Taker, as well. Thanks to everyone who followed us, our new followers who got us over the 800 mark for New Year's. We do appreciate it, and we want to keep growing. and and keep spreading the word. If you like the podcast, share it with your fellow wrestling fans and your followers. We would greatly appreciate it. Leave us a rating or subscribe on iTunes, Google, um, Stitcher, Podomatic, YouTube, all the different listening services. Uh, like I said, follow us. Let us know. We'd love to connect with you. You can follow me at Alex Dorio as well. And for next week, we want you to watch in your house, May 1995, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. May 95, In Your House, Beware of Dog, Undertaker vs. Gold. Yes.
1: Best. Yes. <clears throat> they do this show twice, actually. Yeah. I'm not sure on the network if it's the original or, uh, I know, think it's the night after. together or what. Yeah. But
0: or two nights after. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. I didn't know for sure if The Undertaker was going to be here tonight or not. What do you mean by that? You know, funeral services are tomorrow for George Burns. You know he's going to be there, huh? I don't know anything about that.